What is up, loud crowd? We are here, we are live, we've got some special guests, and we're here to talk some Lighthouse on the Loud Crowd Podcast. We've been gone for a few weeks, but we're here to catch you up on the latest Lighthouse news, and we have two people on the line. First, we have Mr. AP3. What's up, guys? Uh, it's me, Alex Swimmer, aka AP3 Jumped, and uh, glad to be back on the podcast. And with us, we have Mr. Ryan W. Mead. Hello there, everyone. It's great to be back. It's been a while. What is up, guys? Um, how are you guys doing this uh, Wednesday evening? Uh, doing pretty good. It's uh, been a pretty busy month for me, but uh, uh, it's been an adventure. <laughs> also. Mm, things have been going good for me, too. In some places, I've been overwhelmed. In some places, it's been kind of easy, partially because I've been putting too much on my plate for myself, but hopefully I can balance things out as we get into September. Yeah, a month of ending. Yeah. Um, usually, the fall tends to be a really a big time in the world of the lighthouse, so whether it be uh, good news or uh, sometimes very uh, controversial news. So... Um, We'll see what this um, this uh, fall and uh, winter brings. So, guys, the Lighthouse has new episodes starting Monday, Labor Day, um, September second, um, I believe. Um, I I wasn't able to put this in my preview video, but do you guys know what time the premieres will be? Uh, one o'clock, one p.m. One p.m. Eastern. Uh, 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m., according to the site's uh, official Instagram, the show's official Instagram, and those times are Eastern and Pacific. Awesome, awesome. So is the first episode Grave Mistake, is that it, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, um, my previews um, fully for these episodes will be out uh, tomorrow afternoon. We're recording right now. We're going to give you some awesome thoughts from AP3 and Ryan. So, a great mistake. The news Lighthouse episode coming on Monday, September 2nd. As, as like, uh, my friend said, at 1 uh, Eastern and at 3 Eastern and 5 Eastern. Got some repeats. And the plot goes like this. Lucy and Haiku compete to be the new president of the, of the Young Morticians Club at school. And, um... I said this in my preview, I think it's pretty awesome to have a high-ranking uh, episode for um, Haiku and her. Um, we're going to see the lengths to see how far this uh, competition between uh, Lucy is for this uh, president position and what role Lincoln can play and maybe tipping it or maybe tipping it away from uh, Lucy's um, grasp. So, um, AP3, what are your thoughts about this episode? Let's see, where do I begin? Um, well... This episode stars one of my favorite Loud Sisters and one of my favorite background characters. Yeah, this might be Haiku's biggest role yet, I feel like. And while I don't know too much about the actual the actual plot yet, because uh, 
I uh, usually like to be surprised in that sort of sense. I'm still look, looking forward to this episode based on the previews I, that I've seen. And um, also, Lincoln Loud and his new outfit. <laughs> I love seeing characters wearing new outfits. It's that's one of my favorite things about the show, honestly. And uh, yeah, I, I really can't wait wait for this episode. I don't really have much else to add on that. Well, the interesting thing is, I think that this episode is going to go be going a little bit back to, you know, basics, as it were, because a lot of the, you know, fun of the show is seeing how the Loud siblings interact with each other, and um, this seems to be about, you know, Lincoln trying to do something nice for Lucy, and uh, Darren McGowan, who is is a sweetheart, let me say. He is so nice to all of us fans on social media. He said a couple things about the episode on social media. I, I think he's actually directing this episode, which would make it like the third or fourth episode he's directed. He said something about uh, when the, the photo of Lincoln and his goth uh, get up first came out, he said something like, let me just say one thing. Lincoln will go to absolutely any length to help his sisters out. So I think based on that comment, we are going to definitely see Lincoln take it f- perhaps a little bit too far, which is something that both he and his sisters and spectacularly taking something too far, but then being able to roll it back to the right amount and making sure that, you know, everything ends up right in the end. Um, As far as him being a director goes, uh, another thing Darren said on social media is that um, he... I guess, I think the reason I think he's also the director of this episode is he said he recently got out of a session where he requested, like, spooky music for this episode, and he said he was completely blown away by what they, you know, the music that they gave him, and he said that's a highlight, so I think that will be very interesting to look forward to. Uh, There's something... Uh, Darren and the movie that was announced this week. Uh, should I comment on that now, or should I wait a little bit? Yeah, we're going to touch on that after we're done, but I'm looking forward to your thoughts on that uh, special uh, news that I'm pretty sure you broke. But going back to what you're saying about uh, Darren, one of the best Lighthouse staff members on the, um, on the entire crew, especially communicating with fans, um, He's been uh, he's been really hyping up this episode, so we know he has a huge involvement in this episode. And most episodes he's involved in turned out to be pretty awesome. And another thing that I'm looking forward to is a thing that um Darren uh, actually told us about that um this dress that Lucy is wearing in the I think it was in a promo, but um it's inspired by um J- uh, John F Kennedy's wife um the dress she wore at his funeral. So that's some nice um. Not, I don't want to say illusion, but a nice uh, reference there for um, the episode overall. Yes, I was um, looking at a, a photograph of that and definitely looks the same. I try uh, looking online for the famous photograph of Jacqueline Kennedy attending her husband's funeral and their son, John F. Kennedy Jr., saluting uh, the casket. It's a very famous photograph, and Lucy definitely is wearing a dress inspired by that, and, uh, you know, the fact that the um, resemblance is intentional, as he pointed out, and it's uncanny, so uh, take a look uh, at 
for that photograph if you're listening to this. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. include that uh, photograph yeah. in my um, preview for it. AP3, go ahead. Yeah, I'm searching for it right now. Uh, yeah. So as uh, Darren also said on um, Twitter, he said um, Lincoln, uh, Ryan talked about this, Lincoln will go to um, very uh, big extents and will do anything to help his sister. So um, Ryan, what are your thoughts about that line? Yes, uh, well, basically my thoughts are what I said, um, like, um, all of the, all the loud siblings seem to have the same charm, they'll go to any length to do, get, they help each other out in any situation, which is, uh, one of the, um, you know, things that's fun to watch about the show, but they always end up taking it too far, and, but, they're able to reel it back to uh, to a location where they are able to, you know, solve the problem. They all cause their own problems, but they end up solving them in a way that's perhaps they go to too great a length. And I think we all have that problem sometimes in life. We want to do something for someone we care about, and we end up uh, doing it, and it kind of ends up blowing up in our own faces but we kind of figure out what's going wrong and everything ends up happily you know it, it, it can't always end up like that but you know in a perfect world especially in a cartoon that's intended for children it's what we hope to happen and i think that's what about and also what we see a lot of, of this on the show and what we're going to see in this episode uh lincoln's going to help lucy out but it's going to go wrong but eventually they're both going to reconcile it so. Mm-hmm. so ap3 um as we know this episode haiku is going to have a very large role so what are your thoughts about that well like i've said before the more my favorite characters that get development the better it's uh it's really as simple as that, and you know, I just can't, I just can't wait to, I can't wait to see what's in store for her character in this episode, because who knows what'll happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is one of the strengths of the show, uh, the lighthouse overall, the development of characters in the long run, and something they've really done a great job since the second season. We've seen um side characters um get uh, larger roles and play very major roles in episodes. I mean, this is what the greatest animation and just not animation, but um any kind of series overall does. They bring in these characters that are one-offs and like return them and have them have large roles. And it's funny sometimes because these side characters end up having um more fandom and more like uh, fans of them than like some more major characters like the sisters in this case. So that's why I always like appreciate when the show brings back some of these side characters overall. So yeah, that's uh the episode looks like something that's gonna be fun. Um do you guys have any more thoughts about the episode? Not really. I just can't wait to. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, me neither. Like I said, it will be interesting to see how it plays out and what you know what Lincoln and Lucy's relationship is going to be. You know how it's going to play out in this episode. Awesome! Awesome! So the next episode is called Leader of the Rack, and this is a Lenny episode. We're seeing the return of our friends Miguel and Fiona, 
And um, it's kind of interesting because they're introducing a new dynamic between them. Because Lenny is um, apparently getting a promotion somewhat in um, in this episode. So, you know, your relationship with your, your co-workers definitely changes. And one of you gets like a higher up position. So, AP3, what are your thoughts about this episode? Uh, what, what, what's the... What's the... The premise of it again? Okay, uh, the plot of the episode is Lenny worries about her friendship with Miguel and Fiona when she's promoted to temporary manager at work. I, I don't know what to say other than that. This could this could play out in a lot of different ways. It could uh, it could pl- it could play out to be a very um, stressful situation and for Lenny and everyone else involved. And I'm interested to see how. A plot like that will get resolved. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yes, I definitely agree that this could be very interesting. Not only because you know of the angle of the previous episode we got about uh, Lenny. Uh, Everybody loves Lenny was also about her relationship with her coworkers and kind of the idea that. Lenny has school friends and work friends, and she kind of wanted to make them all happy, uh, even though, you know, Lenny is kind of, you know, she's kind of dim, but she's kind of sweet. She just wants everybody to get along, and she was thankfully able to do that, but that's it's kind of an interesting question of how Lenny will be in a management position. Uh, to, to put it politely, Lenny is one of my... <laughs> Lenny one of my favorite characters and i i hate to rag on her but it's true she's she's not the sharp sharpest tool in the box so part of me wonders you know exactly how will lenny fare as a manager what exactly is her management she obviously is going to kind of you know do it in she, she's probably going to be the nice manager because one of the, uh, the promo photos that they've posted on Instagram is a picture of her and she's holding a pencil um, with, you know, like a, a silly dangly creature on the eraser. And she she took she wrote out she crossed out the word man and wrote fun instead. So in her mind, she's a funager. She's trying to be a fun manager. So I can see how in her mind she can try to be like, you know, like the fun manager who's fun to be around, but also how that can backfire and, you know, how, how, you know, it can, you know, kind of cloy on people, you know, Lenny's a sweetheart, but it can be kind of annoying if, you know, the person who's who's your boss is, you know, kind of too annoying, you know, like trying to be too fun all the time. There are times when you can have fun at work, but there are also times that you have to be serious. And I think that's probably the lesson that Lenny's going to learn in this episode. And, and uh, one thing I'm out is that uh, this episode, uh, she pointed it out on Instagram, uh, this is going to be uh, Jessica Barutsky's uh, directorial debut. Uh, we talked a little bit in the previous episode of the podcast on about you know her history with uh, the Looney Tunes show and Benicula and about how she's on this show now. So I want to wish her the best of luck. And uh, I think this is a really uh, good episode for her to, uh, you know, to to debut as a director on just cut just like uh, Amanda Rinda did with the Laurie episode Selfie Improvement because it's about the 
most interesting female characters on the show and their life. So it will be very interesting to see what she brings to the table. Mm-hmm, I definitely agree. And um, something you were talking about earlier, Ryan, that um, that I always found interesting, especially since um, everybody loves Lenny, is that Lenny is very um, focused and uh, like trying to please everyone. And she really cares about the relationship she has with um, all of her friends and all of her family. And like, um, she's incredibly uh, selfless and is willing like to just like pretty much go out of her way to make sure that everybody around her is comfortable and likes her. So, I think, um, this episode provides another data point about Lenny being the most caring, um, loud sister and having the biggest heart. So, um, do you, uh, want to add anything onto that? I agree with that. Uh, that was one of the interesting things, uh, uh way back a couple of years ago. They did a very great podcast, uh, for, as part of the Nicktoons 25th anniversary podcast where they were, t- uh, where they were talking with the writer's room of the Loud House and they were talking about how as the show progresses, they end up, you know, seeing being able to create more sides of these characters that they perhaps didn't intentionally have in the first place. Like they mentioned, uh, this was a scene, of course, in One Flew Over the Loud House that uh, Lenny has grown not just to be the dumb one, but also the sweet one. As you said, she's she's the kindest, she's uh, the kindest of the louds. And I think a good way to put it is, uh, again, Another coincidence, I have to go back to Jessica Borowski for a minute. I was listening to another podcast where uh, they were saying uh, she was um, very much responsible for the characterization of uh, Lola Bunny as played by Kristen Wiig on the Looney Tunes show, which, uh, if you've never seen that show, is a lot different than the way the character was portrayed in Space Jam. Uh, They made Lola kind of a comic foil slash uh, girlfriend for uh, Bugs Bunny. And her personality is a lot like Lenny. She wants to do the right thing. She's a kind sweetheart, but she's not particularly bright. I think in both cases, the best way we can sum both characters up is her head's in the her heart's in the right place, even if her head always isn't. So Lenny tries, God bless her heart, but even though she doesn't always get it right, she manages to get it right in the end, which is all that matters. She just wants to look out for everyone and see the best in them. And even if she fails sometimes, she ends up doing it in the end. So I think that's the part of her personality that's going to be explored in this episode. Uh, well, Ryan makes a very good point about uh, uh, Lenny's character and uh, when, it comes, when it comes to character development in general. So yeah, I echo what he has to say. For Well, thank you. So, uh, Ryan, I just have to say, um, I was a huge fan of the Looney Tunes show uh, growing up, so um, hearing that tidbit was amazing, because I really loved that show. Yeah, I liked it, too. That's definitely a show I have to catch up with, but I I just think it's pretty interesting, you know, kind of seeing these people who worked on previous shows uh, in the past uh, working with uh, new characters who kind of have similar personality traits. So uh, one of my favorite sayings is everything connects to everything else. So uh, I definitely see that a lot in a lot of the pop culture I research and am a and am a fan of. So I try to point it out whenever possible, which may be annoying for some, but yeah. 
So, uh, going back to the plot of this episode, I kind of see Lenny uh, playing a role like um, Michael Scott from uh, the greatest TV show in history, The Office. You know, something that Michael struggled with a lot during the series, you know, is trying to, like, um, have that di the dynamic of being somebody's boss, but yet being their family. And he um, struggled with that uh, many times, and um, it was detrimental uh, most times, but um, it was genuinely nice to see him make the effort of not trying to just be a boss, but be like um, a family member and a friend to uh, most of the workers at uh, Dunder Mifflin. So um, I kind of see the parallels with that and um, Lenny, uh, Lenny's role in this episode. And uh, another thing that's uh, very fun about this episode and something that a lot of people like is that um, we're seeing the continuation of these um, Lenny at the workplace setting, Lenny working at the mall um, setting. Uh, these are episodes that overall are doing great work for a character. Instead of having uh, like episodes here and there about um, Lenny in this situation, Lenny in this situation, but in this in these kind of episodes, this series of workplace episodes, we're building characters, we're building Lenny, and it's a continuation. We provide continuity, so I think these workplace episodes are amazing. AP3, what do you think about the Lenny uh, workplace episodes? I definitely agree. I like these a lot, and uh, it's a it's good it's a good uh, how do I say it's a good uh, setting for Lenny to be in. It's one of the it's episodes like this that I feel like are she grows the most in these particular episodes. I feel like, and I really, I really enjoy those these kinds of episodes where where characters put it into an environment and where they can really excel at where they bring their best foot forward and show off um really what a character is capable of when they're put into a certain environment. Yeah. Put it that way. Mm -hmm. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts about the Lenny in the Workplace episodes? Um, well, uh, pretty much what AP3 said. It's, it's just kind of very interesting that, you know, we've been able to branch out in such a way that branch out in such a way... The, uh, that we get to see these characters and their world and that the, the, the characters that they know kind of become characters in themselves. Like, um, to, to give another example, um, an example that a number of the staff writers on the show have said they were definitely, oh, excuse me, a example that a number of the staff writers on the show had said they were inspired by growing up uh, The Simpsons, which is definitely something that's uh, inspired, you know, my style of humor and, you know, kind of how modern sitcom writing in general is written, you know. Uh, they, they have this whole kind of, you know, world of where, like, you know, we know at first we met the Simpsons family themselves and then, you know, we kind of branched out and met Bart's, Bart's classmates and then we met Homer's uh, co-workers and, you know, you can do an, and it's eventually come to the point where you can do an entire episode about Millhouse or an entire episode about Barney the drunk. Uh, the, the Loud House, of course, hasn't gotten to that point yet and I don't think they'll ever do a major episode that's entirely about a side character who's a friend of one of the main characters, but we're getting to that point where the universe is branching out, where we can spend an entire day in the shoes of just Lenny, or 
Lynn or Lucy and Lincoln and none of the other sisters ever appear, but we get to go about their day and we get to see their friends and we get to see things from their perspective. And this is definitely one of those cases. You know, we know Lenny so much that she can carry an episode on her own and we can learn about what she's thinking or how she lives her life. What does she do on her job? And and I think that's the strength of character-based storytelling is that eventually this character, you know, kind of branches out and gets their life with their own and you, that both the fans and the writers kind of you know want to see where can character what do they do it would be an interesting premise so they basically take that and run with it so pretty much what ap3 said it's just kind of interesting to see these characters living their own lives since we know them so well that we can you know watch the episode and get that this is what these characters do we're not like hey who is this character we know lenny so the the natural next step is to branch her off and learn about her world just as it is all the other characters Mm -hmm. definitely agree these episodes will be coming you at labor day on monday at one eastern so now we're going to talk about some lot of stuff that's um come out the past few weeks and a month so um Ryan, there was a new graphic novel for the lighthouse called "The Struggle Is Real." If I'm getting that correct, uh, Ryan, have you gone to book? Uh, yes, I actually have read the graphic novel, and you can expect a review of that on Loud TV next week. I hope to have it by next week, but you never know. But uh, this graphic novel is a pretty interesting one. The last two graphic novels were basically interconnected stories, all taking place within a single time frame. Uh, Number five, After Dark, was about uh, a typical night in the Loud House, and number six, uh, Loud and Proud, was about a typical day in the Loud House as uh, Lori was taking everyone, all of the kids, to what they were doing that day, and then we get to see them on what they do in an average day. This uh, installment goes back to individual stories that aren't connected to each other, kind of more like some, some are longer stories that feel like an episode of the show, and some are one or two page comic strip style gags. And I think this is the most one of the most fun and one of the strongest uh, graphic novel installments so far because uh, the stories are very clever and they're very interesting to read. I'll go into a bit more detail in my review because I don't have the copy on hand with me right now to go back and check, but some of the things I remember, there's story about Lincoln and Luna. Uh, Lincoln is the manager of Luna's band and, you know, she gets angry at Lincoln because, you know, she's, he's getting all these crummy gigs for them to play, like, the retirement home and, you know, stuff that doesn't really seem like a rock and roll band. So she decides to fire Lincoln and she eventually gets um, a, a really nice gig at a nice club after she fares Lincoln, but uh, I, I don't want to give away any more of it because that's kind of the setup of the of the story, and the resolution is kind of uh, Luna. What Luna realizes, what she had wrong with uh, putting two and two together. Uh, I don't want to give away the stories, but a lot of people said. Um, 
that epi- uh, that story uh, felt a lot like the epi- an episode of the show, and I agree. And the other thing is there are a lot of funny short stories that couldn't really be episodes of the show, but they're funny on their own. Like, uh, there are a lot of good Lincoln and Clyde stories. Uh, for me, you know, Clink and McLeod things are kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But on the show, uh, they definitely been very solid recently and all of the stories here uh regarding that are kind of the same thing in my opinion there's uh one story where lincoln and claude are waiting for a savvy to appear in person at flips and that has a very funny ending that i'm not going to give away and another funny one i really like that feels like something that could be on the show but what was also short enough that it was like a comic strip gag was uh, Clyde accidentally forgets uh, which channel is Lincoln's on his walkie-talkie, so he spends the whole day listening to a delivery guy who's also Lincoln, and of course shenanigans ensue because this other Lincoln sends him, you know, on on crazy quest, and he doesn't even realize it. But I, I, it's a very good installment in the graphic novel series and i think it's one of the best so far it's definitely both a good addition to your collection or a good first volume if you haven't bought any of the graphic novels yet and i'll definitely go into more detail about what's to like about it when i do my review awesome awesome can't wait for that and um ryan you also have some movie uh, movie news Yes, um, two people uh, joined the storyboard team of the movie this week. One of them is Darren McGowan, who is no stranger. We talked about his work on the show as well as his kindness to the fans earlier. But one of them is also a newcomer, which I think is very interesting because it kind of goes to with what um, Michael Rubiner was saying regarding the movie, that they're taking the best talent from the show, and they're also bringing in, you know, well, I, I don't want to say ringers, because th- these new people are also definitely very talented, but I should say newcomers, so that both the show and the movie can be produced at the same time. Uh, this storyboard artist is named Kai Akira, and looking at their stuff online, they... Then you know they are obviously a talented artist, and they've uh, done some very interesting things. They've done a few uh, Marvel-based TV shows like Guard of the Galaxy, uh, DC Superhero Girl, uh, The Legend of the Three Caballeros, which is a show that's coming to Disney Plus based on the Donald Duck universe, which was the show that uh, Matt Danner and his Disney Interactive team did before they started Muppet Babies. So uh, they definitely you know have some credentials under their belt and it will be very interesting to see what they add to the loud team along with of course darren and jordan rosado and everyone else who's going to be working on the move awesome awesome i cannot wait so yeah it's been um ap3 uh what are your thoughts uh, about both of those things to round us off oh yeah that was a lot to take in um well as for the graphic novel uh I ordered it at my uh, local bookstore. I just have to go and pick it up and read it. And uh, re- I should do. I should. Uh, I uh, should be able to post uh, my review for that uh, on my channel next week. Whenever I finish reading it. And uh, now, as for the movie, yeah, that was announced a long time ago. Um, 
in hindsight, I think it was a big mistake to announce a movie so soon in the in the series lifespan. <laughs> but but now the show that show's been on for a few years, they've the team has finally figured out how to how to produce the movie in a in an effective manner. I feel like, and now they now they have a a proper team, and uh, they've. You said they're sort of splitting up their team amongst uh, between the actual show and the movie, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Darren said he's actually on the floor above the production team now, but he said, you know, I can always go down one floor if I miss the guys because uh, they're, uh, the Casa Grandes are also on that floor. That's like the Loud House team and the Casa Grandes team are next to them, and the movie team is one floor above. So, so it's like about about roughly three teams, but I, you know, I have a lot of faith in these uh, in these guys to uh, to put out a good product, and I uh, not exactly sure when the movie is supposed to be coming out, but whenever it does come out, I will be I will be greatly looking forward to it, and uh, however it's released, and yeah, I that that'll be a. It'll be a good time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely will be. And guys, thank you for listening. AP3, where can we find you? On social media and on YouTube. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube where I am mostly doing uh, reviews for animated shows right now. And uh, I even did reviews for the mo- for some recent animated specials that came on earlier this month on netflix and i i'm pretty much a variety channel so you find you'll find pretty much anything from vlogs to gaming videos on there but my my what i'm doing mainly right now is animation review and you can also find me on twitter and and deviant and um i guess that's it i i'll try to i'll try to do better next time with my commentary <laughs> as they say i'm pardon the interruption but uh once again i'm alex swimmer aka ap3 jones thank you so much for listening and uh i'll see you soon Goodbye. awesome <laughs> ryan where can we find you i'm all over the place uh but most of the time you can find me on my twitter which is at R.W. Mead, where I discuss uh, pop culture news, general news of the day, and just whatever strikes my fancy. I do a couple of illustrations and silly drawings every now and then, which you can find both on my Twitter as well as my Instagram, which is Ryan W. Mead. And I also run a second Twitter account, which is devoted solely to the Loud House, which is at Loud Ramblings, which is a mix of news and information of the uh, about the show and a Occasional gags written in character as the Louds and their friends. If you have an amusing or silly question, you can ask the Louds over there and you'll hopefully get as silly or interesting answer in Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for coming on. And all I can say is, watch those new episodes, get that graphic novel, and remember to stay loud, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.